Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, and I'd just like to welcome you to the second in our series of videos on trustworthy resources. In the first video, we talked about competing voices out there, sorting through them. And in this video, we are going to talk about the central truths of, my, of our faith. My guest, again, is Nika Spaulding. Nika is the resident theologian at St. Jude's Oak Cliff, which is a church plant here in the Dallas area. And you can read more about her on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. We also will post a document that you can download, that you can see some of the things that she's going to talk about in this series. So we hope that you'll go to the resources page under leadership and download that if you're interested in it. So Nika, as we think about this, obviously if they're competing voices, mm-hmm. we've got to figure out which one yeah. is true. And so there has to be something central that we're comparing yeah. it to. Absolutely, yeah. You, you could go the long way and just have a long list of speakers and books that you trust. Or you can go maybe the it's sort of the give a man a fish for a day, or you can teach him how to fish proverb here. And, and I think teaching people how to fish is one way accomplished through this this grid, this concentric circles, as I like to say. And so there's a grid that I, I think everybody should pass information through. And, and the way I like to look at it is we have, if you think of a concentric circle, right in the center is are the essentials of our faith. And these are the things that we cannot mess around with. These are the, I, there's seven of them, you know, or give or take. And it's things like we're saved by grace. And we know that to be true, that Jesus was fully God and fully man, that our God is a triune God, that uh, Jesus atoned for our sins. And then, of course, at the center of everything, the resurrection, um, a belief. In, in the restoration in the end. Um, and so these are core tenets of our faith that are at the center of our faith that I would say, if you know these, know what they mean and hold on to them, then if anything you're reading or any voices that are competing mess with one of those, I would go, you're out of bounds. These are the essentials of our faith. Right outside those essentials are what we call convictions. These are really important things, things that might separate a church, things like what you believe about certain sexual sins, what you believe about the Bible being inerrant, things that are really important, but they're not essential. You know, these are the essentials are what it means to be a believer. The convictions are the things that you're going to begin to choose your church upon. You know, this is this is the, what I believe about to be true about the Bible. And so I believe it's God's inspired word. Some guy goes, I don't. We're probably not going to plan a church together. Um, but those are really important. And so some books, some comedian voices will talk about those things that you disagree with. But it's not fair to say that they're not Christian because they're not messing with the essentials. Right outside of our convictions are our opinions, things like how you should dress at church or um, how a, a style of preaching that you appreciate. Things that are important, but you shouldn't split a church over it. These are things that when we bear one another's things that we just go, look, I'd prefer that you didn't love the Longhorns since I'm a Sooner, but, you know, but in a we're church. Gonna, we're, we're an Aggie family. We don't, <laughs> no, we don't like with the best. Fair enough. Yeah. Even better. We'll just yeah. mutual hatred in the United States. 
Kidding. Uh, and then outside of those uh, opinions are, are questions, things that, uh, you know, were dinosaurs in the Bible? Are there aliens? I mean, the questions that, um, these might sound a little silly, but in years of ministry, I've, I've received these questions that I would go, we don't know. You definitely shouldn't be dividing churches over these. And these are things that you, you certainly shouldn't, they shouldn't cause any division of fellowship if you don't agree with each other. So when you think about those co-centric circles, what I find is so many resources that come out actually don't really discuss the central parts. They really begin to discuss the convictions. They, they kind of hang out in this area. And so that's where, as believers, we have to make sure that whatever resources that we're reading, if we disagree with them on these convictions, it's still not fair to pretend like we're the gatekeepers of Christianity and go, non-believer, because I don't agree with your opinion on the Bible. That, that's not fair. Um, but ever so subtly, you'll see resources that do, that do go to the core of those convictions. And what I mean by that is, this is one I think sneaks in there sometimes. When we say we're saved by grace, we mean that. We, we are utterly sinful. We cannot save ourselves. And I think so many times people believe that we're saved by grace in this process of justification when God declares us righteous. And we will be saved by grace in our glorification when we meet God face to face. And the in-between, the sanctification, so many times I hear, put a little bit more muscle into it, a little bit more elbow grease, try harder, do these tried and true tricks to make you a better believer. And if in that message, and I'm all for spiritual disciplines, I'm not saying don't talk about spiritual disciplines, but if the message is that you can somehow improve your sanctification by doing X, Y, and Z, then you're messing with the unessential of the faith, that we would agree I cannot help myself in any way. Whatever measure of, of salvation I've received through the whole process, justification, sanctification, that's a gift from God. And so if we can hold on to those seven essentials, we can begin to have a barometer, a grid that says, what is Christianity? And, and it's one of those things that you can't put anything in that center. You can't decide that convictions need to go in and you can't pull anything out. And, and so an example I always had a, a seminary professor give is he talks about at what point does Chick-fil-A no longer get to call itself Chick-fil-A? So somebody opens a Chick-fil-A and suddenly they're serving burgers and beers. And we would just go, no, you know, chicken sandwiches, waffle fries, and God's gift to us, which is sweet tea. That is Chick-fil-A, you know, simple and profound. And so he talks about so many times in Christianity, people go, I'm a Christian. I just don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Or I don't believe that he died for my sins. He was just an example. And that that's the point at which they're serving burgers and beers. There's something, but they're not, they're not Chick-fil-A. If you're saying you don't believe in the resurrection, you have some sort of belief system, but it's not Christian. These are things, these essentials that we've held on to for over 2,000 years. And so what I encourage women leaders to do, and then just individuals, is to know these seven essentials, own them, make them a part of your, of your belief system in such a way that you can articulate them, and your spidey senses kick off when somebody starts messing with them. When somebody says, it's your effort that maybe gets you into heaven, or God wasn't triune, it just sometimes he presents himself that way, or did he rise from the dead, or is that just a story we like to tell? I think Jesus is a great example but I don't know that he was the son of God. And those are the types of things that if we have a really robust understanding of what are the essentials of our faith and we hold on to those, then when competing voices come in, that becomes our measuring stick to just go, hey, this is a wildly entertaining book. Thank you so much. <laughs> However, mm -hmm. it is not Christian. And I think that's important for us to be able to build on those things. And and I certainly, I totally agree with all of that. I recently... Um, worked through the book with my small group, men and women that were part of it in our church, and we did Counterfeit Gods mm -hmm. by Tim Keller. One of the things that he mentioned is that today in our particularly American culture, mm -hmm. that the overall God seems to be individual freedom and that yeah. 
and that that trumps sort of everything Absolutely. else. And I find that a lot of those voices that start questioning a lot of these things, you know, either in the core or in the, what's the next part? Convictions. Yeah. Sometimes it's because they just aren't comfortable with that. And because they have their own individual freedom, then they can believe what yeah. they want. And there doesn't seem to be a sense of, we bend our beliefs mm -hmm. to what God teaches yep. in his word, whether we like it or not. And so we're somehow drawn to these people that maybe have great personalities, yeah. you know, are fun and, and we just love them and they're very uh, authentic and vulnerable and we like them. And so then when they go off on one of these areas, we follow them because we're so drawn to yeah. them. And I, I think it, it is a problem in our culture and it's part of the reason that we have to know what those core things Absolutely. are. And we have to understand even why our church has the convictions that it does yeah, and, uh, and have a basis for that so that we aren't drawn off just because of someone we're following Absolutely. on the internet. And in the next video, we'll talk about where do we get those seven essentials? Like, I don't get to make them up. You don't get to make them right. up. They're 2,000 years that we received from our Lord, Jesus wow. Christ, that we would go, look, this is not, we don't get to choose his kingdom rules. It's his kingdom. It's his rules. It's, it's his faith. It's his everything. So bow. How before your king? Absolutely, we've yeah. sort of lost that sense yeah. of that that God gets to pick these things. Absolutely. It's not it's not up to us. And when we do pick them, it does not go well for us. So no, we're we're better off just bowing now to save us from the the hardship of a life. Uh, when the orthodoxy leads to horrible, when a life of, of poor thinking leads to a life of chaos, there's a natural consequence to that. And so right. we do well to hold on to these things. We do. Yeah. Well, thank you. And we look forward to the next video, which we'll talk about where do these central truths come from so that you can be sure that you know how to study through them and that you have an orthodox basis yourself, particularly as you lead others, whether it's your children or a whole group. Yeah. You need to be sure of what you believe and understand that. So thank you, Nalika. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.